Welcome to Sex Communication, a project aimed at changing how people talk about sex. It features audio recordings of sex acts, extremely frank conversations, and many confessionals. Please note that our content is explicit and uncensored. And while these episodes may indeed arouse you, the intent is to inform and inspire. Join us now for a judgment and shame-free exploration of sex. Sexy, sexy, sex stuff. Sex. Hello and welcome to episode 49. Today I'm sharing with you a conversation I recorded with a longtime girlfriend of mine about how her sexuality um, has evolved through the years. We also discussed, you know, the origins of our own friendship and how um, we share some similarities in our development, but also, you know, discussing the differences. Uh, We have very different backgrounds, so we get into all of that. And it's really less of an interview and more of a recorded girl talk session. Uh, It's certainly more of an intimate conversation than any I've aired before, if only because We've known each other for so long. We've been friends for about 10 years, um, and we've discussed all of the things that we talk about before, but perhaps not as as in-depth and with as much intention. So I learned some things about her in this conversation, and she learned some things about me. Um, I think it'll be fascinating to hear. Uh, one other thing to note, because we do know each other so well and, and have that high comfort level, there were several instances where... We mentioned the names of people that we know. So this is the first instance where you're going to hear me beeping out um, names. I mean, you're only going to hear me saying beep and not the name, but just so you know, that's what's going on. Um, Yeah, so fun little development for this episode. Anyway, like I said, it's a fascinating conversation. It's an intimate type of girl talk. If you've never been privy to such a conversation before, now's your chance to listen to all the juicy details ladies discuss with each other. Um, so enjoy. Thanks. All right. So, Jenny. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Thank you for coming all the way up to the Bronx and talking with me. No, I enjoyed it. It's crazy how you can go to the Bronx and live in Brooklyn and it's <laughs> <laughs> going to another state. It really it's crazy. Is. Yeah. If you were a prospective uh, partner in a romantic or sexual sense, it'd be like, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I remember like on online dating, whatever, if they live not in Brooklyn, I'd be like, next. (laughs) That's really, really bad. I don't know. It's true. It's hard, but I'm happy to be here. Well, um, I have some ulterior, well, not ulterior motives, but we know each other in real life. So I do have a bit more of like background and, more information on you than I do with most people that um, I speak to for the podcast. So I just thought... <laughs> and I, you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. And feel free to bring any of oh, that no, up, no. especially <laughs> if you feel like you're getting too exposed or whatever. Like, you can totally turn the tables. Um, so I figured, well, since we do know each other personally, I uh, wanted to kind of just get your your account of what, you know, the history of our friendship has been, how it's kind of developed, but also taking into account, um, like how you are as far as being comfortable speaking about sex stuff and how, you know, I'm comfortable speaking about it and what that was like first encountering. Cause I know we, our first conversation involved sex, like the first <laughs> night that we met. Really, it did. Yeah. Oh, we'll you have to go over that. that. I, now I I'm remember... even more fascinated to hear your account. Yeah, but I don't remember exact words. <laughs> but I mean, we'll talk more about the actual account. But I think that can I dive right in? Oh yeah, please. Um, I how long ago has it been now? I've been in that neighborhood probably ten years, which probably. Prospect Leverett's Garden. And right when I moved in to that neighborhood, instantly, you know, people were telling me, um, you know, neighbors that I would run into in, the, in my same building was welcoming me and said, oh, there's this bar that a lot of people go to, Lincoln Park Tavern. And so I go and maybe not the first time I go in, but definitely within that month of me first moving there, I met you. <laughs> See, I never realized it was so fast after you had moved in. I think I was... No, we must have moved in at the same time. So that means we've known each other. We should be approaching our 10-year yeah. anniversary then. Yeah, we should have a friend anniversary. We should, yes. I moved in there in June. Uh, my lease just got renewed. So yeah. I moved there in, in June um, 10 years ago. So um, I think I was instantly drawn to you. You have this um, energy about you, this very openness. I remember you always playing pool, and you seem like a badass with all the guys. <laughs> like you were um, just keeping up with terrible them. terrible pool player. I don't know about that. Weren't you like a captain of the pool team? I created my own and we were called the long shots because we were so terrible. So 
Well, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if you were known for that in that full world of LPT, that bar. But I thought you were mad cool because uh, you uh, you just you had this energy about you, this confidence about you. And I don't remember how we got closer. I think at that time we were both indulging in heavy drinking and can I say drug use? Oh yeah, (laughs) (laughs) drug use. And you used to have like people over at your house and um, your apartment. Coming into your apartment, just like you are here at this, you know, your apartment now, it's just full of you, like your art, and it just, it's got a lot of energy to it. And so, yeah, I think, I think that when I started is regarding like how to talk about sex, I think, I think you're just very open, not just talking about sex, but talking about anything. But um, I think how I felt um, open to talk to you about anything was you being open first. Mm-hmm. And I think in my life and my world and growing up, you know, I grew up as a preacher's kid, Baptist preacher, and I just never thought it was okay to even have a boyfriend or to like, like people. I think that was kind of pounded into my brain of, you know, you will not date anybody. And uh, they're very strict, like no pants. Uh, I couldn't cut my hair, you know, and, and also very much no dating. So, I mean, the I, sex was just supposed to be something that you waited till, till you got married. So, of course, like when I was rebelling against my parents, at, you know, 16, 17, and 18, I started like exploring a little, but I didn't know what I was doing yeah. at all. And I don't think, I think what I shared with you, probably within, you know, several first times of meeting you, and um, is that I struggled with having an orgasm. I think when I got older, I wanted to know it all and mm-hmm. I wanted to figure it out because I felt like I was, because of that, how I grew up, I was delayed sexually. And I think it, I connected it with this, like I was single, I was going on a lot of dates, but nothing was clicking. And so I thought that that was what was wrong. Like people knew things that I didn't know, <laughs> yeah. which now it seems kind of silly looking back, but I think really I was kind of craving for, you know, to feel sexual. And cause I feel like now I'm a very sexual person and I, think that was trying to find my path into that. And I think being very open about you, I think you were like, well, just watch porn or just try to masturbate or, and that's what I've always liked about you and loved about you is just, there's no judgments about anything that you talk about. And I think, um, as far as like talking about, you know, um, I don't really know how, I don't know if you like just all of a sudden just start talking about sex when you speak with you, but it's just very open. And, um, and I think that, yeah, I think that to me, that was very attractive to me. And it's very, it's not just about sex, but it's just like how open you are about anything. And Um, do most of your friends share that kind of openness? Do you feel like that you have kind of a mix in your social circle or people who you may consider to be conservative or more tight-lipped in some way and other people that are just naturally kind of outspoken about sex or everything. Yeah, I think you're one of the few. I think I've started to invite more and more people into my life that are um, just more open in general. I think when I first moved to New York, I didn't know anybody. And I think I was just allowing anybody in, you know what I mean? And then I didn't really find friends that were like me until I was like maybe my fifth, sixth year, which you came into. Um, and then I think I was, I'm now I'm a better way of like choosing real friends that I connect with and I feel open with. So I think you and probably like four other friends I have that with, um, but you were definitely one of the first in New York City. I know that sounds kind of like my other friends must have been so boring, but it's just something even now that they don't, it makes them very uncomfortable to talk about. And I mean, we talk about a million other things, but just the, you know, Brianne, how do I come or how do I come better or, yeah. or bragging to you about a sexual experience or a, a penis that I really enjoy? Like <laughs> they would not be able to handle that. And that's what I really appreciated about your friendship. So like you're the Brianne of that group. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. To be honest, like I think sometimes I like kind of like make sure they know I'm the Brianne of that group. Like I'll drop <laughs> some lines about dates I've had or, or um, and you know, their responses are usually like, Jenny. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I hope that they know that they can come to me and I've set that standard of, you know, everything's open to talk about for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So can we talk a little bit <laughs> about like your sexuality now? Because I'm very impressed. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I've been bragging to you. Well, I'm still super <laughs> jealous that you're like, you're a squirter now, yeah. that you're having that experience and I'm still like, which I still feel like, I don't know <laughs> if I can claim that identity. Um, 
I think that when it happens, I still get on the bed sheets and smell. <laughs> like, is this real? Like, is this, is like, is it pee? Did I have to pee before I had to go? Um, but now I think I might need to, you know, accept that that's something that I am. Um, I think that my identity now, or I, I found somebody that I really, really love. And I think that really loves me. And I think that I'm more at ease and more comfortable with myself sexually. And I think that I'm more open and um, I don't know if what happened, but I feel like I have orgasms better now. I feel like, um, I think I shared with you maybe last year, I was on top of my boyfriend and all of a sudden it was like uh, like a fountain uh, on his chest. And when I pulled out, it was all over his chest. And we were both um, like, what is that? Like, what happened? <laughs> and then since that one time when I, I had shared with you when it happened, it's happened like two or three other times. So I just feel like I don't know if it's my comfort level with him because I think I really struggled with connecting with a, a partner mm-hmm. or is it just I'm now like more open and I, I'm more comfortable with my body. I'm more comfortable just letting go and allowing myself to enjoy sex more in a, in a different way that I ever had before. Um, so I don't know what it is, but it's really nice. <laughs> so you're having orgasms now. Yeah. Sense. Yeah. And which before, although ever, ever. It didn't happen up until this guy, and that's another thing. I I don't know if it's just him, because I would just I would be able to um, when I masturbated, then I would um, orgasm. Mm. But um, but that was it, and it's usually only by a vibrator. Um, I mean, am I over disclosing? No. <laughs> And in oh, fact, I'm like, I need more information because I'm like, okay, well, now I have other questions. Like, yeah. so when you're masturbating with the vibrator and you're coming in that way, is it like a an external um, stimulation, like a clitoral orgasm? Yes. Okay. And yes. The, the organs that, uh, orgasms that you're having with your partner, um, are you having orgasms like through sex or because, again, like the clit is getting stimulated in some way? Or well, in the beginning, it just the, the clitoris um, stimulation, whether it be his fingers or I would actually just say, hey, it's, I mean, when we first started dating, I said, you know, having orgasms are hard for me. Yeah. So I will need to bring like uh, my vibrator because I just thought that that was my reality that I would need to do that. And so it started with me bringing the vibrator and, you know, to our, our um sexual episodes (laughs) and then um i i had an inner um orgasm and then it just has now like even um it could just be his fingers or i wouldn't say i have orgasms every time sometimes it you know it it doesn't happen Mm -hmm. but more times than um not that you know i is successful when before i thought that i was kind of like destined for a vibrator the rest of my you know and what kind of vibrator are you using uh, usually a bullet but then when I was trying to have you know inner orgasms I started practicing on like um, an actual like dildo and is it a vibrating dildo or just like a, a non-vibrating dildo a uh, vibrating <laughs> dildo so because I was just so used to that clitoral uh yeah. you know stimulation so then if it wasn't working I was getting frustrated then I would just yeah go for the clitoris but for a while I felt like my clitoris was like trained with that vibration and yeah. almost like I had to wean it off of that vibration in order to know how to orgasm without it and maybe yeah. that's what's happening that now that I'm having more frequent sex with a partner that I love and um and you know trying different things it's you know it's happening more and more but I'm so glad it is. I feel like as, you know, I'm, what, 41, 42, uh, 42, and it's, I am just now saying that I am very, I feel like sexually happy, like, you know, and I feel yeah. open and I feel, um, uh, yeah, I feel, I feel good. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I do feel like I have a lot to thank you for. I think even walking down the street, if I'm with you, it's, and you're like, and then I gave him head and it was so da da da. And people around us are kind of <laughs> like, but you're so into talking about it. I mean, I, I know that you're not talking to let them hear, but it's, you're so open and you're, it's just, I don't know. I, I really appreciate you being that way. And I feel like that's what's drawn me to you in so many other ways. I mean, you're obviously kind and. 
I just also want to say for the I love you just, I mean, the feeling is totally mutual. I mean, that's why we've remained friends, especially now that we're geographically so far yeah. apart. But no, I think we do a good job. Well, we, we're going to get back to it, but we yeah. do a good job of meeting once, at least once a month for yeah. uh, movies or what have you. And I, I've loved hearing about like the different, you know, like your orgasm journey, you yeah. know, and the different things that you were trying. You said you, you have nipple clamps, right? Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. I think there was a time where I was just trying everything yeah. to work. And um, I was like, okay, well, maybe if I was tied up, maybe I, if I was, um, you know, I was wearing the nipple clamps even as I was cleaning my house. Um, and I really <laughs> did enjoy it. But for some reason, I think this guy's more reserved. And so I haven't used it as much. I don't think he would say, hey, don't. But since I'm still being able to get off um, without them, I haven't used them as much. Or the tying, being tied up. Um I like I bought the whole bed piece, you know, or yeah. the underneath the mattress and all that. And um, I don't think that really did it for me, but I did love the nipple clamps. But I know now that that's a go-to. Mm-hmm. Like if if I need, it's I will say, you know, like you know, rub my nipples or lick my nipples. So I now know that that is a sensation for me when I before the nipple clamps and exploring. I really didn't know. Yeah, yeah. It's been so. I've been meaning to ask you about this. So this is the perfect forum and we should do so so with the nipple clamps because like nipple stimulation is very big for me but i'm also because it's so big for me i'm also really hesitant about introducing pain which i've always associated with nipple clamps but um before trying nipple clamps and i'm pretty sure that they're like the standard but it was the only kind that i've tried so i really don't know if they were a standard or there's like grades of how intense they are yeah um but I tried uh, clothespins when I was doing a Skype session with somebody, and it was so intensely painful. Yeah. I was like, I have been absolutely right not to do the nipple clamp because this is awful. Like, it was so, it was so painful. Clothespins, that's got to be hard, <laughs> It was like this deep, burning pain. It was like, yeah. oh, my God. I don't know how people do it. Um, but then, so I was with this guy, the 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 baldy with the disappointing penis. Did I tell you about this guy? Probably. Tell me a little bit more and all. The Greek guy? Oh, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Disappointing penis. Does he listen? (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm like, that's why I'm like, should I? But I mean, even still, like, there's, it's not like there's only one Greek man in all of New York that has a disappointing penis. Um, Anyway, but um, so yeah, he had all this, this, he had like a kit. And so he had like these suction cups and different grades. And that was one thing. Oh, wow. And then he had these little clamps with like bells attached, which was yes. ridiculous. But is that so are you feeling intense pain from them or it is just kind of like a like a, a bit of pressure? And well, the ones that I had were like you there was like a like a grip at the bottom and yeah. you could determine how tight you wanted it. So if it was too much, you could just pull that little grip down and it would open up a little bit. And there was like a little bead at the bottom. It wasn't heavy at and all. And it was kind of like a circular part. Yeah. That just- okay. yeah. So if I was it, if in the beginning of it, it was really intense, I could easily stop it to where it's, you know, not so intense. Yeah. I um, think I should have probably maybe looked up the construction of them before I started having my very... Yeah, let's go straight for this. in my head, I was like, oh, nipple clamps. I just assumed that they were like alligator clips you know yeah. like a small version of what you would have on a car battery or something yeah <laughs> I was like, that yeah that sounds awful. very intense and then won't let up yeah that's uh, got to be hard but i do remember being proud of myself for trying and bragging to you about it like i bought nipple <laughs> <laughs> yeah you've always been an encouragement about stuff like that which is good but yeah yeah now you're now i want to try them again <laughs> but i know but nipples is a big thing for me now i do know that so it's good so um you were saying Describe a little bit more about how you got started sexually. So you said, you know, you were born a preacher's yeah. daughter and you were talking, saying what, like 16 through 18 is when things kind of got started or even I later? think just exploring at 16, but also felt very bad about it. And when you say um, exploring, like do you mean like just Touching myself. Out? No, like I, I feel like I wasn't there yet. I would, I really, I had a boyfriend, but it was very secretive because uh, I wasn't allowed to. So it was a, it was like me, he, um, just every once in a while being able to see him. Um, and I don't remember like exactly if he was all the way, um, thinking I was his girlfriend either. (laughs) (laughs) I had a really hard time. I feel like, um, loving myself and that's why I'm so proud of myself now for, you know, how far I've come. I would like somebody and it goes all the way back to high school. I would like somebody and, you know, they would show me attention too. 
But then I've become very obsessed with why didn't they like me back the way I like them. And that kind of carried into like my 20s. There was, you know, a couple strong boyfriends, but a lot of my relationships were like that. And that was no different in, in high school. So I think that I explored a little bit with him, but because he didn't like care for me the way that I needed him to or the way I cared about him, he didn't like help me the way I needed him to like guide me through it. I think it was more like, you know, suck my dick, da 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 <laughs> and I just wasn't ready. Yeah. So I didn't have sex until I was probably full on sex until I was like 18. And it was another guy similar to the guys I was discussing. Like I was really into him and it, it, it my first time definitely felt kind of like, Hey, I'll be here for you. And this is nice, but can we do it again next weekend? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And um, that happened. It was kind of like the booty call. It didn't it happen for like maybe a year. So it took me a while to understand that I'm worth more than that and to um, be with somebody that, you know, gave the time, obviously. So, um, yeah, so that uh, the sexual exploration started just thinking about it, like most teenagers, obviously. It's around that age, 15, 16, probably a little bit younger. And then I think when I was feeling like, hey, I am, everybody else is a lot more advanced than I am, was probably in my mid-20s, you know, 20, 25, and really tried to see, like, how I could figure it out. I feel like that was what was lacking in my life, which was making me single. So, I was, like, on a destination to, like, I'm going to be confident in the bedroom. Yeah. I'm going to know what I'm doing in the bedroom. I'm going to figure out what makes me orgasm. And and I feel like I'm here now. And I really didn't know that this is what would come of it. Um I just thought that I wanted to be part of the club of people talking about it and, you know, and, and feeling confident. So when you first had that, that feeling like, like you're on this mission now, did you, was there like a plan of attack? Did you have a set of things that you were going to try? Or, <laughs> no, I think you weren't the only one. I think I would, that said, you know, try porn. Cause I was in therapy for a while and it came up quite a bit in therapy. And she had mentioned, you know, I think the best thing is to explore and see what you like. And, you know, sometimes people use porn or they read magazines or they whatever. And, you know, I really praise porn for that. I think that or her even telling me, I think that did open me up yeah. and allow me to kind of explore. And it almost like gave me permission, like, hey, it's okay, like everybody else. I felt like. Like almost because I did have such conservative friends before. I think it was not really talked about. Yeah. Um, so um, that helped. And then just dating more. The more and more I was in therapy and getting healthier, just maybe just maturing. Um, I was picking better guys or um, more open. Mm-hmm. And I uh, kind of explored some guys. I would even say, hey, I would like to, you know, I, I know this isn't something that's going to be long term. But during this time, I would really like to explore with you different things. I bet uh, they were happy to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one was our neighbor. I don't know if you remember him. Which one? Beep. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. And he was very open to I be like. I remember some great stories. Yeah. From me? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> and I just remember being like, I want to try all these things with you, can I? And to see what I like, because I'm still figuring it all out. I know I'm kind of older in the game of it, but, and he was down. And I, it was weird about, you know, we hadn't, we did that for like maybe a year, a year or two. But it wasn't like, a, it wasn't like a hookup way. It was more of a kind, hey, what are you doing? Um, let's get together. And that felt more mature. Yeah. Or felt better. Um, so he, um, you know, we live in the same neighborhood, so we were at a bar and he said something to me about how thankful he was because he needed that too. And mm-hmm. I'm the one that said it, like, you know, I want to kind of explore. He said, I'm so happy we did that because I really needed it. You know, I really not enjoyed it, but I also learned a lot and it was interesting. So it was, I felt like accomplished. I felt good about that yeah. sexual experience. So you do have an older sister. Did Yeah. Would she, I well. I mean, I, I'm trying to think my talk from my mother was so limited. Um, and I didn't grow up with, uh, siblings around. So like, I don't, I'm not familiar with the experience of like what that must be like when, especially when they're older siblings and you get to the point where like you're hitting puberty or having questions or seeing them do, do anything. So did you have the talk with your parents? Did they sit you down? Was it your mother or your father or were there things that you learned from your friends or your sister 
Like how, how did you learn about things? Yeah, I think I even yell at my mom now, like nobody had to talk with us. And when I ask her now, like, why not? Yeah. Even if it was, hey, save yourself for marriage, which was what you thought you should do. Like, why, why didn't you just sit down and say, these are the things you're going to be feeling? Because mm-hmm. um, I just thought every <clears throat> thought that I had was horrible. And this is something that you're not supposed to have. My sister and I had a very difficult relationship in, you know, uh, she's only what, 20 months or 18 months um, apart. But due to a dysfunctional family, I think that it really pinned us against each other at times, our relationship or my family's, my mom's, my parents' attention to me, she felt like was more, um, and so more things happened. But anyway, we had a very difficult relationship and I didn't feel comfortable going to her. I think at one time, I don't remember what, how old I was, but I said something about a hole that I had. She said, (laughs) Jenny. Jenny, you have three holes. You know that, right? You, you know, and it was just like, oh, like I could go to her too. And I don't, but I still don't think that I, I went to her and asked any questions, direct questions. But she was always like a fierce advocate for me. Like if she felt like a guy was doing me wrong or doing something, she would always stick up for me. But at home, we never really talked at all. Mm. I remember her one time we went to a, a same small Christian school. And somebody had told her uh, that somebody wanted to fight me because I said that she ran funny or something. I remember my sister pulling me into the bathroom. I'm about ready to fight for you. Did you tell her that she ran funny? <laughs> and like she never spoke to me at home, though, yeah. you know, unless it was really, really needed for her to defend me. I think that's when she would stick up. Um, I think she, if I would have directly asked her certain things, I think that she would have helped mm-hmm. me. Um, but I just didn't even know the questions to ask. I know that sounds crazy, but it didn't even, I was like, you know, what is this? Like, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? That's how I look back at that time. Um, like my mom didn't even talk about like when you would have a period. I remember going to, um, camp and teen Vogue had just sent me a a box full of like, you know, tampons and pads and deodorant. And I thought I was so cool for having that. So I brought it to camp with me yeah. for some reason, the whole box <laughs> and my suitcase. And so I was at camp and then my period happened. And I knew from reading that Teen Vogue whatever box that, you know, oh, this is your period. So I put the pad on and when it was full, I flushed it down the toilet and it stuck. Like I remember them making an announcement, do not <laughs> flush your pads. So I did, that's how I, when I think about my first, you know, period, um, that's what I, I, I think, like, I wish that somebody would have just told me these are the things that are going to happen. Yeah. Um, and now that, you know, I work in a middle school, you know, these girls are coming of age of that. I make sure that they, you know, at least feel very comfortable. Like this is a open door. We can talk about sex. We can talk about periods and yeah. can do anything, which is crazy. Now the kids have free pads and tampons at every bathroom. I mean, it's a wonderful, beautiful thing, but they're just not, some kids that haven't had them yet aren't mature. So you go into any bathroom at our school, there's pads and tampons stuck to the wall because they just get them wet (laughs) (laughs) and they just throw them against the wall. But I detoured a little bit on that subject, but it, um, but yeah, everything about development, I just feel like my sister and I were just kind of there and uh, we weren't really told anything. We were supposed to kind of guide ourselves. And I think that's what led to me kind of not knowing myself in a lot of ways. But. Yeah. I There are a lot of things that took me a long time to develop with, too. I mean, my mom, the talks that she did give me, it was all fear-based um, declarations of things like, you know, never rely on a man. And, yeah. Well, um, that's good, though. Well, <laughs> yes and no. But, I mean, it's, that's become its own yeah, cross probably. to bear. But yeah. she always would say about sex – it's not like it is in the movies. Like that, that's the one thing she would always say, you know? And so I would find myself asking her very specific questions as they would come up because things would come up and, yeah. you know, just from being around other kids. So like, I remember I had my first boyfriend when I was in fifth grade and uh-huh. he was in the grade ahead of me. And there was already, I remember he was asking me about blowjobs and I had no idea what oh, a blowjob yeah. was. Yeah. And it was like, but it was oral. I'm trying to think of. I know I asked her about oral sex. I didn't say blowjob, and I'm not sure where. Did you come to her and ask her? I did, oh, but I'm trying good. to like make the connection of like how I knew that oral sex and blowjobs were same thing. Yeah, but I remember asking her oral sex because I think I was too embarrassed to say the words blowjob, and she was like, "To 
Oh, that's what it was. No, I did ask her about blowjobs and she says it means to give oral pleasure. And that was like so confusing to me because I think I must have spoken about this in another episode, but I was reading the Babysitter's Club at the time. Did you ever read that? Yeah, I love them. I love them. Like because Christy was the president, you know, and the secretary and the the oral history and the oral reports. Or like there was a moment where they do like the oral report of the And you're like, Christy's been given a lot of head. Well, I remember in the books it would say oral meant spoken. So I'm like, this is making my mind like bend in a bad way of like, it means to tell a story. Like, am I giving a good story? What does this fucking mean? Like not being able to have specifics about that or even like. You know, nothing about foreplay or master. We never talked about masturbation. Yeah. And even with period stuff, um, <laughs> man, I remember like being told that it was coming, like that it would happen. But there was always like this, all this shame about, um, about hiding the evidence, you know. Oh, really? You know, wrapping everything up. And she, I remember she had given me like the, these bags to put the stuff in, in oh. the, the trash. <laughs> and then also this was the worst. So I was using pads for a while. And then I had gotten my period when I was over at my aunt's house who had a pool. And I wanted to go swimming, but I couldn't yeah. wear the pad yeah. to go swimming. So I needed to use a tampon, but I'd never used a tampon before. So she had given me the box with the instructions and sent me in the bathroom and was like, you know, here, yeah. make it work. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't do it. So your, I, your aunt did or your no, mom? my mom. mom. She came in and God bless her that she did this. And I can't imagine like being a mom and doing this. But she put the tampon Aww. inside me and I had to lie down. She had to lube it up with like Vaseline Aww. and do this. But like, can you imagine yeah. doing that to your own daughter? Yeah. Well, that's good that she was there for you to do. <laughs> yes. What was that conversation like in the bathroom? Well, we didn't talk. It was yeah. more like just this struggle that of like, but blood. just do this. And like, but you know, when yeah. you, you like, don't. What do you do? How do you yeah. hold it and push it up at the same time? Like it's not going yeah. anywhere. So, yeah, there wasn't a lot of talking. It was yeah. more just, you know, like the the actual physical acts of, of getting it done. But, yeah, but yeah, it's not like it is in the movies. <laughs> I, like, I think it created this, like, by not talking about it, like, it was wrong that I had it or something. That's yeah. how I felt. And yeah. it led to, like, sex being wrong and all this stuff. Or yeah. my development is wrong. And I'd always have to close my eyes or, you know, leave the room when, like, it was a sexy part of a movie. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Instead of, like, it's a natural. Yeah, and I feel like also just saying things like it's not like it is in the movies and, like, making a big point about that, to me, that says a lot, like, that pleasure isn't supposed to be a part of it. Yeah. So I feel like that contributed a lot to me. I don't know. Like, I really enjoyed sex right off the bat, but, like, I took forever to start. I didn't get a vibrator until I was almost 30. Yeah, I was in my 30s for sure. I didn't watch porn on my own until I was in my early 30s. So it was like, that was a really long time coming. Yeah. But, yeah. And look at us now. I know, right? (laughs) We really blossomed. We blossomed into sexual beings. Do you think it's like the work that we've done or you think it's, how much do you think it's attributed to our age and the fact that, you know, like women are supposed to be yeah. peaking sexually starting it could at what? Be. Yeah. I don't, that's why I just don't know how to put it all, how it all came together. I don't know if it's that me trying for it and then coming on friends that's been very open to talk about sex. I don't know if it's now that I have somebody that I feel connected to. Did I let myself go? Or is it just pure natural maturity into a, you know, getting older? I, I don't know, but I really love it. But I do feel like in the beginning, I had to put a little work to it to open that door a little. But now that it's all there, and I I think the confidence is maybe with age. Because I think you get in your 40s, you're like, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Um, So that could be it. But I don't really know. But I'm glad women have a sexual peak. They're due for something (laughs) like that. You know? Yeah. So for sure. So... What was I going to ask you? I just forgot. Well, with all the things that you've tried so far, there must be other things on your mind or that you've come across that you have some curiosity yeah. about. I've, oh, I don't know about always, but <laughs> just recently thought about, I don't know if I could ever have like a threesome. I don't know if I could do that. I don't want to shut myself off to it, but like maybe go to underground club and like watch other people and see, I don't know. That seems very, very interesting to me, but just like in the bedroom. Um, I don't know. I think maybe, um, some more positions. I can't, I don't really know exactly which ones 
I wanted to get, there's obviously tons of books about different positions, but just kind of try each one <laughs> throughout the book. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you can choose to not answer. You can. Okay. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did, because this, you've been one of the people that have kind of spurned my, my fascination in this topic of um, like the fluidity of male sexuality. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially in men that, you know, largely identify as being straight, but have had really, you know, either relationships or interactions or whatever, any kind of sexual experience with men, be it, you know, like giving or getting a blowjob or actually having anal sex or just kissing another man. Like, what are your thoughts about that? Are you, is it something that still makes you a little nervous when it comes to dating a person that's had that kind of experience in terms of your own security in the relationship or you're just, yeah, tell me. I think that, that, you know, I think if you would have asked me that question before I had dated somebody that had that experience or where he had a sexual experience with somebody else, I think I would have instantly been like, no, no, I could never be with somebody that was bisexual before. But I think that now that I have, it's just, I think people love people and that's how I kind of look at it. I think I know it's going to probably sound bad on my part, but it was kind of hard in the beginning to um, accept it. And now I kind of feel like that's crazy for me, even to be hard for me. But as we were talking about it, I think that, um, I I think that, um, yeah, I've come to terms with, you know, people just love people and there's like no labels on it. And I think I had to ask like questions like, did it just for me felt like there's more people on the playing field now, yeah. you know, before I would just like worry, not worry, but kind of like watch where he would look at other people or other girls. But now I just feel like there's anything. Twice as yeah. <laughs> just more. And then there's sometimes it'll catch me and I'll, I would have to ask a question. What? How did this happen? And, or do you know? Would you feel like you're missing that? Do would it? Would you ever? You know, now crave like a, a you know affection from a man. But I think that you know that person loved me and wanted to be with me. Yeah, you know. So, so when you were talking about that, you didn't want to close your off to the, uh, yourself off to the possibility of having a threesome when you talk about a, a threesome in your mind, are you talking about a male, male, female situation or a female, female, male situation? I think it would definitely be female, female. Like, um, there's things about women that obviously I, I mean, all things about women I really love and <laughs> admire, but I think that I would enjoy that experience. Yeah. So do you feel like, because I, I didn't actually realize that your feelings had changed about you know, your, your thoughts about a partner that had had that experience. Mm-hmm. Cause this was, my question was based more on like knowing that you were initially a little yeah. uncomfortable with it. Yeah. Um, but just because like, I've always had such a different view and it was just really interesting to me to think about, um, what it would be like to be in that situation. If I didn't have the thoughts that I did, which was like, it was always as if like whatever I'm situation I'm in, like if I'm with a woman and I was to have something like on the side that happened with a guy or vice versa, that because they're, they're different experiences, like one doesn't count kind of yeah. <laughs> like that. It, it, um, that it doesn't become a matter of competition. It becomes like this, like if you're vegetarian and then one night you decide to eat meat, like it doesn't mean that like you don't prefer to have, well, I think this is actually a really bad metaphor. Forget the vegetarian thing, but, but I mean, I'm just saying like, it doesn't change the thing that you're doing. Like you're saying is your position now, but do you think if you were to have a male, male, female threesome with a partner that had a history with a man, however, you know, deep that was, would it be threatening to you? Is that why a woman majority has more of an appeal? Maybe. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good question. Maybe I'm still working through it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I just feel like personally, maybe I um, I've never have been with a woman, never have you know kissed a woman before. So maybe that experience is kind of appealing as well mm-hmm. in, in thinking about it. But it could be the thought that it just feels more comfortable being two women and a man versus two men kissing each other uh, and being with each other, or it just feels like maybe. 
I would want all the attention and maybe that woman would give me the attention. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why in my brain it instantly goes to that. But, um, but yeah. Do you think you would have the same feeling if the possibility of having a two female, one male threesome and your partner with somebody who had not had any experience with men, do you think then that you might be threatened by the second female? Um, so you're say it again. So say you're with a partner, yeah. a male partner yeah. who's straight has never had any, any doubts yeah. whatsoever with another man. It's like 100% female experience. Yes. Whole life. Yes. You're together and the possibility of a threesome comes up and it's a female, female, male threesome. Yeah. Do you feel given yeah, the history of the partner that your feelings about that other female then would switch? Cause to me, I'm like, well, I feel like I would be threatened more with if the it's female, the, female. Yeah. Just cause then that is competition. Yeah. Like this is the same thing. And now you're having like, I think that I'm just thinking of female male because I would like to kind of explore the female maybe. Yeah. But now if you give me that direct question (laughs) and that scenario, I'm trying to think if it could be something different. Maybe. Um, Maybe that has that experience that I have in dating that person that had, you know, a male being being with men has changed my, you know, view of it. I don't know. You asked the good questions. <laughs> Maybe we just need to think about the possibility of just more people in it. So really, yeah. even now, like two men and two women. That would probably, or three men, or, you know, that would be good. Right? Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if I could, <laughs> I don't know. Have you had multiple threesomes? I've had multiple threesomes. I've never done, which I, I just recently found out. I'm sure I knew in the back of my head, but they call the two male one, the devil's threesome. Oh. Which is so stupid. Why? the two penises and horns or I'm not really sure um have you had the two male and you there was an attempt failed Mm. attempt how was that feeling I I was so excited for it but also (laughs) I went about it in totally the wrong way so I was I was dating somebody and we had great sex it's not that we didn't but then um prior to him I had had this affair like the guy had had been dating somebody that I knew personally and we had this very hot like passionate sexual affair behind her back um and so he was somebody that kind of worked in the neighborhood so we'd run into each other a lot and he was we were all kind of friends no 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 this was this was like bedside okay and um so he was known to my current boyfriend and like we all knew each other we were all still in that same circle and this was like all the kind of the group of friends that had migrated from college to now post-college life and whatever. So I was with the guy that I was dating and he's always been a bit flexible. Um, Like, I don't know that he, well, actually the more that we've talked about, I did find out he's actually (laughs) more male experiences than, than we had ever talked about, but he was definitely open to it. And I think it was banking on the knowledge that he that it was very high potential for him saying yes and going with it. So I didn't ask him first. I plotted with the uh, other guy to be like, we're going to spring this on my boyfriend. Uh, uh, and to make matters worse, we also did this on a night where I think we had all taken some sort of hallucinogen, which I was like, well, it makes me feel so sexual. So this is going to be a, a great thing. Yeah. But um, like the combination of it being sprung on him and mm-hmm. it being like, obviously the two of us had been colluding about yeah. this behind his back and the addition of the hallucinogen, he couldn't rise to the occasion, so to speak. But then, but was he into it when you presented it to him? You and the other he guy? He was, but I think, you was know, he happy that you set it up that way? I think he was a little irritated that we didn't ask him. We've talked about it since and recently. And he's like, you didn't even ask me. You guys should have just totally asked me first. And I didn't even remember that that was like a part of it. Oh, you guys I just are remember so the disappointment yeah. and him like sitting on a chair watching us fuck. Because then it was like, well, I have basically, I've got this guy here now. I really enjoy having sex with him. Yeah. Like, I might as well have Finish sex it off. With, yeah. yeah, like take advantage of, yeah. of that kind of free pass. Yeah. But then it was like, that was such a shitty thing. <laughs> and you recently oh, talked about it? We did. And it's funny because he's become 
he's in this position now where like he he's hanging out with all these poly people and like really thinking about relationships in that way of like you know like this monogamy joke and just being like very fluid with the people that he's hanging out with and just they're being you know very they're just being no purpose to labels in his approach um but he's also coming out of like a really bad marriage but but yeah, it was it was <laughs> it was nice to be able to talk about. How that. did you run into him? Do you call him or no? Well, we're working on that infinite drawing oh, together. Oh, that's good. Yeah, oh, yeah so yeah, we yeah. still we're, we've always remained friends. That's good, which has been good. Yeah, um, too bad about that other guy from our neighborhood that I used to date. That he's now moved out of the state. Oh he yeah, said, because yeah. And maybe he'll Skype me. He's married, I think, with a what? child. No, are you talking about beep? Oh no 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 oh. not that. <laughs> The other one. Who? Beep. Oh, oh. Yeah. I forgot all about that. Yeah. Totally. Because I, I didn't like him for you, to be honest. Yeah. I don't think he was very kind. But he did. I have to, to thank him. Like, the introduction to the magic wand and, yeah. you know, good anal sex. Yeah. Was all a result of, of that. Yeah. That's one thing I'd probably maybe put on my list is to try. Um, you saw anal response. sex? Yeah. You I mean, to- I've tried it, but... I don't. I just think that it wasn't done correctly because it really hurt. Yeah. Were you doing clitoral stuff at the same time? No. Because for me, that was that the was go. the key. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'd done it with partners before, and it was I had your kind of feeling like, eh. yeah, it was nothing. It was yeah more uncomfortable than anything. And then I did it with beep. Yeah, so he had a magic <laughs> wand in addition to all of his other bondage equipment. He had the magic oh, wand. Oh, and now I remember in the swing, right? Oh, but remember, the stuff was, like, right yeah. out. Like, he yeah. didn't hide it. Yeah. Never hit it. Anyway, yeah. so, yeah, so I used the magic wand, and, like, so I would, when I was on my belly, I had it underneath me, and that, like, that's when I yeah. had discovered that, like, my vagina felt like it was crying with joy. See, but this is funny, because when we were, the start of this conversation, this is what we first, uh, what I remember first. Oh yeah, I was going to ask you, what did we talk about? <laughs> I remember we were we went to Beep Apartment oh, for cocaine, right? But he had introduced us. He was yeah. like, "You guys would love each other. You should hang out." And I think I had just had recently had that experience with him, and was oh maybe not, but Beep. No, 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 not with him. Oh, it's beep. <laughs> but like this experience oh, of I see, like I see. this really yeah. intense orgasm mm-hmm. and discovering like if there was like dual um, stimulation applied, like, you know, from the outside, from yeah. the inside and something about, you know, applying this pressure from uh-huh. two different directions was like creating this incredible internal orgasm. And you told me that at his house? I did. Because remember, I was, I was wanted there to draw younger you kid a book. People there? No, it was I just think, the three of okay, us. But I remember I had promised now. I was going to draw you this book. <laughs> <laughs> you used to hold it over to my over my head that I had never like followed through on really? this. So it's a bit of a relief that I you forgot. I must have been but- <laughs> so intrigued of how does that work. I was probably right at the age. Like, I really time do want to really make it, but it. I started getting so overwhelmed with like the how to actually draw this because like there had to be this perfect mix of like drawing the female anatomy, but like it's a. Because I couldn't wrap my brain around it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, but in my head, like, I had vague ideas of how I, but then my actual drafting skills just did not. But as you were telling me, was I like, you need to write this down? I think you were like really interested in trying it. Like, like oh. you wanted the instruction, and I was like so into it. I was like, yes, I'm going to draw you this book. It's like a little how to thing. I was so excited about it. Now I remember that. I remember the book part. <laughs> but I remember meeting it. Beep. So I feel like we just ran into each other at the bar or something. Well, that's where the initial thing was. But the yeah. night, that same night, when we started talking, talking was. So like our friendship we is to. thanks to Beep. Yes, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Well, that probably was it. Then I was like, she, yeah, we're going to be forever friends. <laughs> I'm going to want that book for sure. But yeah, now I remember totally the swing, the everything from his house. Yeah, I didn't think that the swing was that fun. I don't feel like I knew how to use it properly. I think that's what was like the swing to me. I was like, really? What else does he got? Me, it was the chains. But I was also so blind to it because yeah. I didn't like. I was in that apartment all the time with the records and the pool yeah. and you know all these like little mini the pool parties. Guys, yeah, yeah. And then it wasn't until we went to sleep with each other that I was like, "Have these been here the whole time?" And he's like, "Yes." I don't remember that stuff just hanging there. Yeah, he had, like, you know, like, bike messengers have that heavy chain. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There were those kind of heavy chains on his bed frame. 
with like cuffs and all sorts of. And his gross bed was out in the open, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but didn't he put like the ball in your mouth? And- yeah, that, I mean, it was too drooly. I didn't yeah. really enjoy it. Have you ever tried yeah. that? No, but I do remember asking all those questions now that you you bring up that uh, story. I'll be like hanging on to your every word. And yeah, those aren't the kind of types of bondage I think that that. Like, I feel like bondage has the potential, but I haven't done the right bondage to, like, get me to the place. But we did do a rope suit, and the rope suit I did enjoy very much. What's that? Well, it's a type of um, shibari, so the Japanese um, art of rope tying. So there's shibari used with, like, suspension, and also just, like, doing very intricate kind of harnesses or or bindings, you know, like, have the arms behind the back or, like, your, like, legs bound. Um, but the rope suit is like, it's kind of like a leotard, but made out of rope Ooh. with specific knots in certain places. Okay. So then it's not only a combination of like, you're bound by the ropes, but like, there's also, I think, some sort of science to the pressure points mm-hmm. where the things are crossing and, and okay. happening. But yeah, I had some incredible orgasms like mm. in that it was. And that he had that. Well, he, he had to make it. Like he, and he had a <laughs> like the diagram on his phone that he'd be referring to to like tie all the knots. It took like twenty minutes to tie the knots. It was very intricate. Yeah. And now yeah. I've got like forty feet of climbing rope thanks to that home. Really, you bought yeah. it yourself? No, he had bought it for that, and then he gave it to me. Cause yeah, like oh, I, I you know people think that I've got <laughs> all these contraptions and toys. And Do whatever. you? I don't. I have like the rope. I don't even own handcuffs. And yeah. I've got a bunch of, of, like, vibrators that, you know, are varying degrees yeah. of successful for me. I thought the handcuffs was going to do it for me and be in tight, but, but it was nice, but it, it, it didn't blow my mind like I thought it was going to. Yeah. Like, a friend told me that the reason why I tried it, she said that she was handcuffed to the bed and her feet were too. And before they even had um, sex, that she had an orgasm. So I was like, okay, this is, yeah. is going to be so exciting. It just didn't for me. So I've enjoyed kind of exploring yeah. what works for me and what doesn't for sure. But sometimes it is the person. Because the guy that I had the failed threesome with, he used handcuffs on me. And I mean, I've used handcuffs a couple times. But I remember with him, there was something very Pavlovian that I like. I would start reacting to the sound of the click on the bed frame. And I'd already be like, Ready. like halfway there, yeah. you know. But I've never had that reaction with anybody else. So I think it's like this very nuanced combination of like the chemistry you have with a person yeah. and the actual equipment that you're using. But, you know, there's so many different types of, of everything. Yeah. You know, it's like we're really just scratching the surface. Yes, totally. <laughs> I, I feel like I was listening to one of your episodes. I don't remember which one, but they had mentioned like vanilla sex and what and then kind of being okay with it. Yeah. I'm like, I think I might be going into that. I, <laughs> category i need to spice it i mean i do enjoy more than vanilla but i when i looking back of like for in this relationship that i'm in like the pattern that we've gotten into i would identify it as a vanilla um so i want to you know maybe introduce some things do you think your partner is vanilla though would you um i think he'd be open to you know whatever i wanted to try but i think we got into a groove where you know i started you know having more orgasms and I started like, you know, what do you call it? Which I feel like sometimes, um, the squirting. squirting and, <laughs> and, and, so it's just kind of like, Oh, this is, this is working. Yeah. Um, but after I heard that podcast, I don't even remember what the reference was, what they were, I think she used to dress. Um, Oh, the first one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cause she dresses very modestly, but she used to be a bondage model. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then she was saying how now she's very happy to be, have vanilla sex. So I don't know if I'm like, okay, I'm now no longer going to try anything else. I don't think I'm there, but I think I'm slipping into vanilla and I need to spice it up, I think, a little bit. Because I think there's more out there that I would Has your partner ever suggested anything to try? No, like things that maybe I hadn't tried on him before and I have. And he's really enjoyed it now. It's kind of like our routine. What are we talking about? Yeah. I don't know. I think I'll <laughs> tell him that this episode did not happen. I didn't get interviewed. No, he won't care. Um, but yeah, like butt stuff, which I hadn't tried before, but he seems to really enjoy. So, so are we talking about like fingers or um, butt looking. plugs? Okay. Yeah. Never really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I never have done that before. But it's not really the butthole. It's more like that space in between the butthole and the, the tent. tent. Yeah. Oh, that's what the tank is. Or the perineum. But oh, yeah. You know but the definition. Tea, 
this what is it it's <laughs> there's some little phrase like it's neither the the balls nor the yeah. tape it's anyway whatever there's a phrase to connect those words but it's Anyway, yeah. we both know what we're talking about. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> I've been trying to get better at that. Not better, but just trying to hit the right spot there. But that's something he's introduced me, but nothing else, I don't think. Yeah. So we're trickling into vanilla sex, so I think I need to spice it up a little bit. Just Do you guys to... ever watch porn together? No. I, we talk about what porn we watch. Like, if I hadn't seen him for a while or we hadn't had sex in a while, I'll ask him, did you watch porn? And he'll say, yeah. Like, well, which one did you watch? Because like, <laughs> mine's always a go-to, which I don't I know you laugh at me for this, but I have to have a story. And it's always it massage porn. <laughs> and I don't know why, but it's that's my... Uh, See, to. I enjoy massage porn just fine, but like yeah. if there's there's the setup or there's talking, I fast forward through all of that. Really? Yeah. And I turn the sound off so I do not have to hear them having a conversation. I like a little bit of like, oh, come lay down here. <laughs> then, uh, oh, how was your day? Does this feel good? And all of a sudden, the dick slips in and going. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, it's either that or teacher, student, something like that. Um, and he makes fun of me for it. And what does he like? I think he just kind of, he says he likes whatever kind of comes up and both people look <laughs> attractive and it, it's just, you know, he only watches it a little bit and then it's good to go. It's kind um, of progressive though that you guys talk about it. I remember for a yeah. while I was really uncomfortable about being specific about what I was watching. Like it was fine to acknowledge that I was, but I felt really uncomfortable talking about exactly what I was watching. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I think... I don't think I have with anybody else. I think he was surprised that I just asked. Like, it's, you know, I feel like it's very natural to do. Yeah. Um, so I just said, well, what kind do you like? And then um, I think in the beginning he might have thought that I would be upset if he was to have it and for me to come over that same night. But, yeah, I'm just interested in what he watches. <laughs> um, but he, like, makes fun of me. Like, if we get a massage or something, I actually do think it's kind of hard. I'm like, I hope I don't get a mail because how much I watch, then I think that it might, something might happen. Like I might get aroused or something. I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> it's funny. I think Beep was the first one that I tried. Like, let's exchange links of what we watch. Because I remember thinking like the possibility of it being a hot thing yeah. was there. And then I might have chickened out about what I sent him. I don't remember, but I remember what he sent me and he claims that later he, he looked at what he sent me and it was like an old link, but it was like some hyper aggressive fucking- I don't remember you telling me the oh story. Oh my God. It was, it was really intense and I couldn't finish watching it. There was like a woman chained to a floor in this concrete basement dungeon thing with Whoa. like a drain in the floor and she was getting uh, uh, sprayed with a fire hose, which is like incredibly painful. Oh like, my God. And she's like- <laughs> It was awful. And I remember it, you telling me this story. Yeah, it was too intense. And the, the site was like, call me sir or something. It was like something so stupid. It was obviously all like really intense bondage porn, which I think it would probably be much less um, bothersome if I was to watch it now. My tolerance has probably changed. Yeah. But like, yeah, it went from that, which was really difficult to watch because it looked so uncomfortable for her. And it was like so yeah. intense. And then she was, like, strung up and suspended from, like, multiple points and probably, like, with hooks or something. I, I don't know. It was just, it was very... You said something to him, right? Like, what is I this? think I did, but I don't remember what I sent him. But I then think he, we never did it again after yeah. that. I think you might have said, like, what is this? Or I remember you having that conversation with him for sure. Yeah. Yeah. How far we've come. I know. know. But this is a part of, like, for the how I got off, like, why I do share that, even though it still makes me super uncomfortable. Like, it every does? Time I, I, it doesn't seem like I you're natural at it. Ugh. But it's still, it's like, it's a very intimate thing yeah. to, like, this is what I watch when I, like, what I find attractive. But I think it's good to, like, um, for other people to hear. To, it's a normal, you know, for yeah. me, it makes me feel like, hey, she's doing it. Everybody, you know, it's... it's that's what I feel like you have done to me is make it very normalized. And I think that you sharing that, it normalizes, hey, yeah, everybody masturbates and it's a healthy thing. And yeah. let's just be honest and open about it, which I, I think it's very brave for you to do to the whole world. Thousands and millions and more people. You and your partner are watching porn together. It seems like I think I've suggested step. it before. <clears throat> I don't know if he, I think, I don't think he would be like, oh, hell no, that's weird. <laughs> but I don't remember his response. Um, 
Yeah, it, it wouldn't. I don't remember, but it wouldn't be bad for me. I, I, I would enjoy it. Yeah. Well, is there anything else that you want to talk about or cover? Or? Um, no, just uh, thank you for your friendship and for your guiding light through the sexual. <laughs> Just open. inspiring. I don't know. I think you've been my uh, inspiration and my teacher at times and my um, uh, non-judgmental uh, open ear that has really, uh, I feel like, has um, helped us become closer. Yeah. Feels like we're out on a Friday night together. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. I feel like, you know, I'm never experienced, so it felt very, um, not experienced, but very knowledgeable about all these things, so it felt very honored to be here. I think you're way more of all of the things that you don't think you are than you are. <laughs> well, thank you. So there's our conversation. Just two ladies talking about sex. Is it the social circles we keep? Is it how we grow up? Is it the partners that we encounter? Is it our age? What are the things that make us the sexual beings that we are? I hope you enjoyed the conversation, even if it may have left you with more questions than answers, but I certainly hope it gave you the opportunity to reflect on your own sexual evolution and inspire you to try some new things. And until Monday's quickie episode, I wish you well. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sex Communication. Did you dig it? Tell a friend. Subscribe. Leave a review on iTunes. Send an email. I really would love for you to do all of these things. And if you'd like to know more about this project, visit graphicpaint.com slash sex podcast for additional episodes and background on how this all began. And if you'd like to be a part of this podcast, send an email to sex at graphicpaint.com. Every story and experience is valuable. So why not do an interview or submit your own filthy audio? Be a part of our revolution and help us spread the message of sexy self-acceptance.